Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today on a Saturday morning where we do things a little bit differently. During the week, we always like to follow a series, and we're currently studying the book of Philippians together. I hope if you're new, you can join us for that. I think you'll really enjoy it and be edified, inspired, and indeed, I really do believe that God wants us to be strong, victorious. We need to be in the Word of God to be strengthened for that to happen. I've been, I have an increasing feeling that 2024 is going to be a little bit of a wild year for us with unexpected events happening, and we want to be prepared for them. The best way you can be prepared for difficult times, emergencies, is to have a strong faith in God. That's number one. And you don't wait until something bad happens to start developing that. You be prepared and, and strong, and that's where you'll, that's how you'll have confidence and be an overcomer and victorious at times when others are, are rattled and discouraged and confused. You can rise above and be strong. Anyway, we have been talking, though, from we like to do something different on Saturdays. And this morning, I'd like to share a story with you from my book called Taking It to Their Turf. And some, many of you have read it. Some of you haven't. I'd like to offer it to you. If you haven't, let you write me, to write me, and I'd be glad to get you a copy. But we've also been talking to Philippians recently about no way alarmed by your opponents. I know one of the major reasons people don't speak up and share their faith in Christ or speak up even for what's right is fear that they're going to be a, a bad witness in the sense that someone will ask him a tough question. They won't know how to answer it. So as a result, they just are quiet and they don't say anything and they don't want to, they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to look like they, they, they're not very smart and things like this. Atheists and skeptics like to act like they're smarter. Can I tell you this? As you've heard me say before, there's two reasons people reject Christ there's two reasons people reject the faith. The first is the reason that sounds good. The second is the real reason. The reason that sounds good is that makes them sound smart, intelligent. They're, they know more than you know. They're sophisticated. Real reasons are often different than that. And so we can be fearful that those who want to argue with us can run circles around us. It happens sometimes, but it doesn't need to happen. In Philippians, remember in chapter 1, he says, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation to you. And the way I say by this is keep your poise. Never let what you don't know keep you from believing what you do know. Never let what you can't answer cause you to doubt what you can answer. If you know Christ, if you know Jesus, you can speak up and you can share it. And if someone has a, stumps you with a question, that's okay. You can say, I don't know the answer to that. I'll find the answer, but I tell you what I do know and get back talking about that. Anyway, as you know, I preach on campuses and I've written, I've written about a number of stories of my campus evangelism, my book, Taking It to Their Turf. And, and, uh, I was just thinking I'd like to share one with you today and encourage you. If you've not gotten a copy of my book, write to me and I'll send it to you. And, uh, I, I, I've got a lot of these left. And I'd like to get them in as many hands as I can. I think it's a good book. I mean, I, I hope I don't sound proud in saying that. I think God really encouraged and strengthened me and gave me, uh, helped me to write this. And I just want you to have a chance to read it. I really do. This is a chapter called It Worked For Me. I think you will enjoy it. Let me just read it to you if I may. Uh, 
One of the devil's most successful strategies is to discourage us and make us feel that our labor is in vain. One day, a young man tried to use this tactic on me, but only after he'd first failed at an intellectual argument. There was a decent crowd gathered outside of Wells Hall on the campus of Michigan State University when a young man confidently marched out of Wells, looked at, looking as if he was begging for a fight. Not really waiting long to get a feel for the discussion, he blurted out, he, 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 excuse me, he butted in with an accusation of his own. I see you're holding a Bible in your hand, he shouted with an obvious air of cockiness, but you don't know what it really says. Why would you say that, I asked. Well, I'll bet you don't know the original Latin, do you, he said. No, I'm afraid I don't, I had to answer. I didn't think so. In fact, I don't think anyone knows the original Latin, I admitted. That's right, he said. The intellectual smugly asserted. No one really knows the original Latin. Of course not, I replied. Because the original was, written in, was not written in Latin. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Greek. This really threw the poor guy. He was visibly shaken, realizing he had, he had been exposed as not really knowing what he was talking about. I proceeded to share the evidence for the translation of the Bible. I explained that more effort has been made by top scholars to give an accurate translation of the Bible than of any other book or piece of literature ever written, and that we have more copies of the early biblical manuscripts than in any other book of antiquity. True, after 2,000 years, the originals no longer exist, but the evidence we do have to support our current Bible is overwhelming. However, this opponent was not about to be persuaded by some simple facts, and I don't think he liked the facts that I seemed to know, and that he didn't like the facts and that I seemed to know what I was talking about. He had to try a different tactic. This is crazy of you to stand out here and talk about this stuff. Nobody listens to you. Do you think this really works, he said. Before I could answer, a fellow standing right next to him piped up and said, well, it worked for me. Quite shocked and perturbed, the confused heckler looked at him and said, what do you mean by that? About two years ago, I stood out here and opposed Tom, saying many of the same things you're saying, he answered. Tom answered each of my questions, and as I was about to leave, he asked if he could pray for me. I told him that he that would be fine. He came over to me and prayed for me that I would know God, his love, and his forgiveness. Within days of that prayer, I began to run into all kinds of Christians who helped me understand God's grace. Before long, I was born again. Now I've been following Christ for two years. And it's really wonderful. And it all began with his prayer for me right here two years ago. Now, personally, I have trouble re recalling that prayer two years earlier. But I do know God answers prayer. And he works in the hearts of all who sincerely seek him. I'm hoping his bold testimony will show this heckler that it can work for him as well. I love some of the stories that God has brought to my mind. And after the many, many years I've been on campus, I've got so many of them, and I love to tell those stories. That's why I wrote this book, 
to tell the stories and to inspire people to say, listen, we have the truth. We don't need to back down. We don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be embarrassed. We don't need to be a timid, timid or afraid. We have the truth of God, and, and we can proclaim it. Now, obviously, some people are more skilled at it, more gifted at it, and more called to do it in a, in a more public way like I do. Not everyone's called to do what I do publicly. But all of us, if we, if we do uh, have opportunities, we want to be encouraged and we want to be inspired. And I think the stories that God has given me, I hope, can do that. That's why I am offering this book. And I'd like to send it to you. If you have not gotten a copy yet, just write me, tom at tomthepreacher.com, and I'll send you one. We do like a donation if possible, but we don't require it. If you'd like to donate, go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, where you can give a donation of any amount, and we'll send it to you. But there is a little box there that says request it, and it wouldn't hurt if you do the donation to drop me the email as well to make sure that somehow we don't overlook it. I'm afraid it's, it's, it, sometimes that's possible that that happens. But we, I'd like to give you a copy because I'd rather I'd rather per, I, I want people reading. I don't want them sitting in a box in my basement. And I do have plenty left. And I think it's encouraged. And I think I do believe, brothers and sisters, all of us are concerned about our culture, our country, the decline of influence of the church, the uh, losing young people that, that are leaving the church. Um, people leaving of all ages leaving the church. We're all concerned about this, and we're concerned about a lack of new people being saved, a, a lack of adults coming to faith in Jesus Christ. We're all concerned about that, and part of the answer is we've got to be sharing the gospel, and we've got to be helping others and praying that God would raise up laborers, as it says in Matthew 9 and Luke 10. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And so we need to we need to believe in that. We need to we can't give in to what this guy says. This doesn't work. Nobody listens. Why do you even try? That's the devil's discouragement. In 1 Corinthians 15 it says, "Do not it says, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because we know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord." Brothers and sisters, whatever you do to sow the seed of God's word, Whatever you do to pray for workers, whatever you do to give for workers, whatever you do to speak up when the opportunity is there, whatever you do to pass out a piece of literature, whatever we do, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. Be steadfast. Be immovable. And and I just pray that God will use us right here, this community. God will expand us and grow us. We'll have a great influence for God in the year 2024 and that we will be will realize it works. It works. If you come here and listen to the Word of God as a Christian, the, the seed of God's Word planted in your soul day after day, it works. You believe the promises of God. You believe the message of God. You pray over the Word of God. It works. It bears its fruit. You don't always see it. You know, if you're a farmer, and I'm not, but I've planted grass seed, and I know this, when you sow the seed, it doesn't, you don't see any result the next day, the next week, the next couple weeks, you don't see any result. And then suddenly you begin to reap a harvest. That For me, that grass grows, for them, their plant grows. Before long, they feed the whole world. That's what we want to do. Amen? Let's pray about it. Oh, Father in heaven, we bless you today, and I thank you for the power of the Word of God, and I thank you that it works. 
Lord, I think of the parable of the sower, where the person went out to sow the seed, and some fell on hard soil, some fell on rocky, some fell on thorny soil, but some fell on good soil and bore fruit, 30, 60, 100-fold. How we pray, Father, that the Word of God would go forth with power through this very live stream right here, through the preaching on campus, through our personal witnesses, through our love and prayer for others, through, through our churches. The Word of God would go forth, and the seed would bear fruit, 30, 60, 100-fold. I pray, Lord, today for the people listening even right now, the people who join in later in the day and listen on, online or wherever, Father, that the seed of your word would encourage, strengthen, embolden, and that we would know our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you, Father, for this. We bless you. I pray that you would strengthen us, fill us with faith, help us to be aware even this day of opportunities. And I pray, Father, that we would never be afraid or timid. Give us your strength, the spirit of power, love, and discipline, we pray. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Hey, folks, once again, I will put up my email, tom at tomthepreacher.com. Request a book. I really, I really do want you to read this. And I'm serious. This morning as I was reading some of these stories, I told my wife, I said, this really is a pretty good book. And it really is inspiring. And I, I need to, I, I wrote it six, seven years ago. I need to be rereading it myself, maybe some today. God bless you. So glad to have you along. I love you guys. If you're new, I hope you will join our community. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Share it with your friends. Uh, drop me an email. Tell me who you are. Introduce yourself to me, either Tom at TomThePreacher.com or in the chat or the discussion below. I'd love to hear from you. Please do. I always read those and I like to know who you are. God bless you. I love you. So glad to have you along. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we get in the Word of God then as well. Bye-bye.